This week is the week coming up of our national election. Uh, we're going to decide on the office of president. Many other offices will be decided as well. And for sure, these are serious days that we're living in. That can't be denied. These are very serious days that we're living in. We can be sure of that. Uh, I heard one preacher just this week say that Tuesday is the believer's high noon. And he's likening this election evidently to a shootout at the OK Corral. Um, Franklin Graham says this election is the most critical election in his lifetime. President Trump says it is the most important election in United States history. Uh, Joe Biden says this election is a battle for the soul of this nation. And I know you've heard the rhetoric. I know you've heard all the things. Many, many others are saying very similar things uh, going into this election. Well, this morning, as followers of Jesus Christ, I want to... In fact, I believe I need to remind us of seven things today that we need to be sure of as followers of Jesus Christ in the midst of this election. And I believe I changed my message this week, and I believe today we need to remember seven things as followers of Jesus Christ in the swirl of the days that we're living in. Our message today is entitled, Lest... We forget, lest we forget. Now, I'm going to encourage you to take notes this morning. I believe you ought to write these seven things down if possible. Uh, this, this message later today will come out uh, on our Facebook page. I want to encourage you to share it today when it does come out uh, for many folks to hear. Lest we forget. I'm going to ask if you would, if you would stand with me for a word of prayer as we begin today. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come today and we are thankful for you. We praise you today. We exalt you today. We worship you. Lord, we're thankful for your kindness and your mercy and your grace shown to each of us as sinners. We're thankful for Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Redeemer, the remedy for our sin, the one that carries our shame. Lord, we praise you. We, we exalt the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we're thankful for a salvation today that's offered in God's grace, not of anything that we could ever do, but in your grace. We praise you for that. Lord, we come and on this day, in, in the events of this coming week, I pray that as believers, we would be distinctively different. I pray as believers, we would have a different perspective. I pray as believers that we would honor the name of the Savior that we follow. Lord, we give you this week. Lord, I pray in this hour now, I pray as we have gathered, I pray that you would teach us, that you would train us. Lord, I pray for the days that are ahead that in this hour you would equip us. And I pray that it would truly be a supernatural hour. Lord, I pray that you would speak, you would move, you would lead through the Holy Spirit of God, your people today. I pray for some in this room, I believe that may not know you. I pray that in the hearing of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news today, it may be their day of salvation. Lord, I pray for others that will hear this message as well. I pray again that your word I know would go out. And I know that it will come back and I know that you've said it will not come back void or empty. I pray that you take it and you multiply it and you magnify it. And I pray that through that, your name is known. We give you this, Lord. 
We trust it to you, and I pray in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Today we are being told that these are critical days for our nation. Today we are being told these are crucial days for America. Well, as we begin our time together this morning, I want to say, and I want to be very clear today, even more so, these are critical days for the church of Jesus Christ. Even more so, these are crucial days for followers of Jesus Christ. And listen, we need to be urgently aware of that today. Yes, these are critical days for our nation, but even more importantly, even more necessary, we need to be aware that these are crucial days for followers of Jesus Christ. And let me tell you why this morning. A lot of the mess that we are in as a nation, and listen, our nation is in a mess. A lot of the mess that we are in as a nation is because of the failing today of the church. A lot of folks don't want to hear that. A lot of folks don't want to, don't want to acknowledge that. A lot of the problems that we are reeling with, reeling in in our nation today is because today we've left the purpose in the church. Now, let me be very clear in that. The purpose is, the Bible says, that we would be pillars and stewards of the word of God. Very simply, the problems that we are seeing in our nation, many of them, the things that we are suffering in our nation are due to the fact that the church has neglected its duty to uphold the word of God in a lost world, in a dark world, in a hurting world. The church is to uphold the truth of the word of God. Well, in that vein and in that thought and understanding, I bring before you today these seven reminders for believers, lest we forget it. So for these days, for these times, I bring before you these seven truths, these seven reminders for believers lest we forget. Now, the first reminder is this, and it is a good one. The first reminder is this. Lest we forget, our hope is in Jesus. Woo, did you hear that? Lest we forget today, our hope is in Jesus. Jesus, do, not, do not, not hear that. Do not forget that. Our hope is in Jesus. Our hope, listen, it is not in the government. Our hope is not in elected officials. Our hope is not in party platforms. Our hope is not in governmental reforms. No, listen to me. Our hope is in nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. You want to know why? We just sang it. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Friends, have we forgotten that? Have we forgotten that as believers today? Our hope is in Jesus. I hear all over the place, well, it all comes down to this. 
Well, here we are. Here it is. And it all comes down to this. Believers, our hope is in Jesus. And I want you to hear the good news this morning. Our hope stands. Our hope stands. Second reminder is this. During these days, lest we forget, as believers, our faith is our guide. Now, this is, this is very important. I want you to be sure and understand this, have this settled. As believers, our faith is our guide. Now, not our personal faith, but the faith that we hold to, the truths that we hold to, what we believe as followers of Jesus Christ. Now, very simply, I'm talking about the Word of God. Listen very carefully. As believers, this is to be what we're informed by. This is to be what we're instructed by. We are to be led as believers by the Word of God. This is our voting guide. How do we treat people? This is our guide. How do we value life before it's born and after it's born? This shall be our guide. How do we define marriage? How do we define the home? How do we find our role in the midst of those? This, the word of God, is our guide. There are many today, and sadly they've bought into it in the church today, and they are saying that the separation in church of state means the separation of the Bible and government. And that's what they say. Well, you got to keep those two things separate. And that may be your personal thing. That may be your truth for you. But we have to keep those things separate. And they say, you know what? The separation of church and state, the fruit of that is the separation of the Bible and government. Let me just go ahead and tell you this. For believers, that is nonsense. For believers, that is not possible. Understand everything we do is built on, everything that we do is shaped by, everything we do as followers of Jesus Christ is to be conformed to the word of God. How could it not influence our vote? How could it not influence the type of government we seek? How could it not influence every single daily decision as believers we are informed by the word of God? We got folks going around saying, well, this think tank and this group and th these folks here and these answers here. Listen, very clearly, as believers, we are informed by the very word of God. I would rather, instead of politicians symbolically swearing in on the Bible, you know what I'd rather? I'd rather they be in their offices pouring over the Bible. We make a big deal. Well, you know what? Two of these folks this year, they put their hand on a Koran. I would rather, instead of swearing on the Bible, some say, well, listen, that's a big deal. I, don't, I would rather they would be in their offices and they would have the word of God open and they would be pouring over the word of God. Second reminder, lest we forget today, our faith is our guide. We are led as believers by the word of God. Third reminder, lest we forget, and I'm pretty sure we have, lest we forget the lost world is watching. The lost world 
is watching. Now, let me give you a news flash about that. They're not watching to see if we succeed. Sometimes we think, well, they may be watching to see if this succeeds. No, they're watching, hoping that we will fail. And so they see folks that say, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I've put my hope and trust in Jesus Christ. And the whole lost world, they have their eyes turned upon us. They are peering in on us. And they are watching to see, hoping that we would fail. Here's what they're watching for. And just listen. They're watching to see if we have peace. You see, we've been going around saying, peace, peace. Not as the world gives do we have. Peace that the world can't even understand. That's what we have in Jesus Christ. They're watching to see if we are panicking, if we're running around with our heads cut off, or if we have peace like we say we do. They're watching to see if we have different priorities or if we're just like them. Well, you know what? This helps my pocketbook. You know what? This makes me comfortable. This is what helps me. They're watching to see if we're actually going to take up the word of God and to walk it out in practice. They're watching to see if we have different priorities or if we look just like them. Here's one. They're watching to see if we'll tear each other to pieces or if we actually put into practice Jesus' greatest command. Love God and love your neighbor. Man, they're watching. What does the Bible say? The Bible says this. And let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. That's what the Bible says. Let me ask you a question. Do they know by how we're acting, how we're living, how we're talking, do they know that we belong to our Father And if they hear us saying that we belong to our Father, what are our actions saying about that Father? The lost world is watching. I think sometimes we think, well, you know what, I'm I'm in a vacuum, and I can do what I need to do, and I can say what I want to say, and I don't have to worry about those that are watching. The lost world, they are watching believers, and they're watching to see that we would fail. That leads us to the fourth thing. And this is a big one, and it is this. Lest we forget, now hear this. Lest we forget, people are not our enemy. Wow, I, need, I better say that again. People are not our enemy. Now, I want to slow down here for just a second. I want, I want us to be sure of what the Bible tells us about this. Listen very carefully. Partiality, favoring one group over another. The Bible says that's of Satan. Partiality, that's what the Bible says, is of Satan. Division, disunity, is of Satan. Backbiting, slander, and gossip, they are of Satan. Hatred is of Satan. And I want us to be very clear today, the temptation to draw lines in the sand, the temptation to point fingers at others, the temptation to divide is not of God, it is of Satan. I have seen meaner stuff in the last few months, in the last few weeks than I could have ever imagined. I'm talking about both sides. 
I've seen meaner stuff from both sides in the last few weeks, last few months than I, I could even imagine. And listen, I'm talking about church people. Church people. I, I see people post posts with cuss words in it, talking about the other side. Sunday school teachers, church people, deacons of churches. I, I see grandmothers, grandmothers tearing people literally apart. And I want to tell you this. People are not the enemy. Here's what the Bible says. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. That's what the Bible says. But against the rulers, against the powers, against the forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 6 Verse 12, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. People are not the enemy. We need to remember that this week. We need to remember that always as followers of Jesus Christ. People are not the enemy. That leads us to the fifth thing. Lest we forget, boy, let's remember this. Lest we forget People need Jesus. People need Jesus. Let me tell you, the biggest shame of all this election ruckus is the loss of the truth that people need Jesus. And I, I, don't, have any, I don't know, maybe a year heading into this, maybe a little bit longer than that. We have all this talk and all this rhetoric and all these things and people putting out stuff. And, and the, the biggest shame is that in the midst of that, in the flow of that, in the escalation of that, we have lost the truth that people need Jesus. And I, and I hear people, and it's on the news, and it's on our social media, and it's in our discussions, and they're saying, you know what people need? People need universal health care. Or they don't need universal health care. People need lower taxes. That's what they need. Or they don't need lower taxes. You know what people need? We need strong borders. Or we don't need strong borders. You know what people need? We need a police force. Or we don't need a police force. And on all of the noise and all of the back and forth, the truth is lost. People need Jesus, listen church, don't buy into those things. Don't become a salesman of those things. The truth lost in all of this, people need Jesus. Let me prove it to you. Not one of those things. Lower taxes, stronger borders, dissolve the police, put in the police, better economy, socialism, listen, doesn't matter. Not one of those things will matter in eternity. Do you know that? Not one of them will matter in eternity. People need Jesus. Here's, here's what I hope and here's what I pray. I, I hope and I pray that Christians will step up out of this swamp that we've been pulled down into and as enthusiastically, as loudly, and as boldly, we will tell people of the hope for sinners, we will tell people of the remedy for sinners, we will tell people of the Savior that saved us, the Savior for sinners, that is in the same way that we were so bold and enthusiastic, we would proclaim Jesus Christ. Listen, this world needs Jesus, boy, today we've got fake news. Did y'all know that? 
Sometimes the same newspaper run different headlines, same newspaper. You can hear, you can hear a statistic, they'll say it, hey, go look me up, go put the video up, and you put the video up, they'll deny it. We've got fake news. We're not sure what to believe. Who do we believe in this fake news? Well, let me give you a fact this morning. Let me give you a statistic this morning. And I actually checked it out, but I checked it out in our voting guide, the Bible. Do you know, some of you are about to get mad, but this is the statistic. Do you know as many Republicans need a savior, as do Democrats, and vice versa. As many Democrats need a savior, as do Republicans. Do you know the truth that we believe as followers of Christ is this? Any person outside of Christ will suffer through life in their sin, and they will suffer the penalty of that sin for all eternity separated from God, and they will perish apart from Jesus Christ. I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat or an Independent. I don't care what nation you're from. Any person outside of Jesus Christ will suffer through this life, and they will suffer the penalty for sin throughout eternity, and they will perish apart from Jesus. We ought to put that on yard signs. People need Jesus. Man, I don't know how many weeks has gone by and we, we haven't realized that. You know what they need, Jesus? Well, they're wrong, they're wrong. You know what they need, Jesus? Oh, they disagree with me. You know what they need, Jesus? Oh, they're a Muslim. You know what they need, Jesus? Oh, they're a hoodlum. They're so immoral. You know what they need? Just like the hoodlum me, Jesus. They need Jesus. People need Jesus. Sixth thing we need to remember, lest we forget. Now, listen, you might want to sit up on this one. Be sure and get this one. Be sure of this one. Perk up your ears. Boy, we need this. Lest we forget, God is in control. Woo-hoo. Did you hear that? God is in control. Control. God, listen to me. Well, we, hey, 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 hey. No, he is in control. I want you to be sure of something on the authority of his own word. He has not lost control today. He's not waiting on the election returns on Tuesday night. He's not waiting to see what the courts decide to see if he still has control. No, God is infinitely powerful. He is totally good. He is purely righteous. He is overwhelmingly faithful. He is undeservedly merciful. He is perfect in wisdom. And I want to tell you this, he is in control today. God is in control. God is in control. I might add, I'll just go ahead, I am going to add it. And not just in this election. Do you know he's in control in this pandemic? Oh, I don't know. Is he? Yes, he's in control. Do you know he's in control in this economy? He's in control in all things. God is in control. He is in control. Have we forgotten that? What is wrong with us? Have we forgotten that? Maybe we have forgotten that. Folks, I want to tell you today, 
Believers can quit whimpering and they can quit whining and they can quit stammering around and believers can stand in peace and joy, hallelujah, because God is in control. God is in control. Well, I, 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 I don't know about, about Tuesday. Listen, God is in control. Well, I don't know. We may be ruined by Christmas. God is in control. We all may get sick. God is in control. Praise the Lord. Drives me crazy. We're driven today by what if. You ever notice that? What if it never rains? What if the other party wins? What if this? What if the market collapses? What if I get sick? What if? Blah, 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 blah. Listen, follower of Jesus Christ, we need to get over what if and we need to focus as followers of Christ on what is. And what is is that God is trustworthy and God is faithful and his timing is perfect and God is in control. So far, six things to remember lest we forget. Our hope is in Jesus. Our faith is our guide. The lost world is watching. People are not our enemy. People need Jesus. God is in control. Now, don't you already feel better? Don't you already feel better? Well, get ready because there's one last one. And I'm, whew, listen, it is good. It is good. Those are good. You got to admit, those are good. But this last one, it is something. Lest we forget, dear follower of Jesus Christ, lest we forget, as believers, the best is still ahead. Ooh, don't you forget that? Don't, ooh, don't get robbed of that. Don't let somebody steal that from us. Don't let us lose that. As followers of Jesus Christ, as believers, the best is still ahead. I don't know, somehow we think it's over. We think, well, the best part is surely past. The best days, I don't know how they got by us, but they're surely past. Oh, if it was just like that again, if we could go back there again, that's when it was good. If we could just do that again, oh, it was so much better back then. Hear me today. For us as believers on the authority of God's word, the best is still ahead. As we sit here this morning, the best is still ahead. Ahead, listen to me very carefully. Ahead, whoo, it's not universal health care. But ahead is a day when sickness can't be found. Do you know that? There is coming a day when there will be no more sickness. And you can have universal health care to be worthless then. Ahead is not universal health care. Ahead is a day when sickness can't be found. Ahead is not legislative morality but ahead is a day when sin will be no more. No more stain of sin. No more shame of sin. No more consequence of sin. They won't be found. The markers of sin are far removed. And we're going to live in a day where there is no more sin. 
A head is not a better government, but a head is a perfect government that rests upon the shoulders of Jesus. Remember all the way back 700 years before Christ, the prophet Isaiah said, and the government shall rest upon his shoulders. We're not waiting around on a reformed government, on a better government, on a Republican or Democrat government. We're waiting on a perfect government that rests on the shoulders of our Savior, Jesus. A head is not a peace treaty or a peace accord. Boy, those hit the news these days. We're all excited about that. A head is not a peace treaty or a peace accord, but a head is peace that shall know no end. Peace that shall never be interrupted. And I want to tell you why. It's going to be because it's ushered in by the Prince of Peace, Jesus himself. Ahead for us as believers is not a court that's filled with conservative judges or a court that's filled with liberal judges. No, instead for us as believers is a throne that'll be sitting on it, the righteous judge, the one that never could be bribed, the one that can never be bought, the one whose justice is perfect. He is the righteous judge. Ahead is not coming for us a Congress or a Senate or a president, but rather coming for us is the king who sits on the throne of his father David. In fact, I want to tell you, he's the Lord of all the lords, the king of all the kings. He is crowned in glory forevermore. Crown him, crown him, the many crowns, the lamb upon the throne. Coming for us is the king, Jesus. And I want to tell you, dear believer, on those days, on that day, listen to me, we will not long to see him. We will not talk about the days that we will see him. No, in those days we will see him. And with these days behind us, with these struggles laughably in the memories of our distant past, with our faith fulfilled finally in sight, listen to me, we shall be with Jesus. And so I want you to understand, for us as Christians, the best is still ahead. Praise the Lord. The best is still ahead. What have I to fear? What have I to dread with my Lord so near, leaning on the everlasting arms? Listen, believers, we're getting ready to walk into a week that the lost world's going to be watching. We're going to walk into a week when the world's going to scramble with their heads cut off, and we're going to get to stand and say, we have blessed peace in Jesus. Jesus saves, Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Two responses. First is this. If you're here and you do not know Jesus, listen, he's our hope. He's the hope in this day. He's the hope in next week. He's the eternal hope. And if you're here and you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, let me tell you the good news of the gospel. The good news of the gospel is this. We are sinners. You are and I am. And in our sin, we've earned a punishment. Death, separation from God for eternity. That's my punishment. That's your eternity. That's your punishment. We've earned that. Not your parents, not your upbringing, not some other thing. We have earned that in our sin. The Bible says God loves us so much that he sends his only begotten son. He comes and lives a life of no sin that he may offer himself in your place, in my place, and that's what the cross is about. He goes to the cross. 
And there he takes the full wrath of God poured out on sin. He takes my sin and my shame and he bears it to the cross of Calvary. And there he redeems me, paying the price in his very own blood, paying in death. They take him off of that cross, they put him in a grave. He is dead, the price is paid. And three days later on Easter Sunday morning, he walks out of that grave and he is alive and the lamb that was slain is now the risen lamb and he stands as the risen king. And the Bible says, by faith in him, not getting cleaned up, not in going to church all the time, not in memorizing a bunch of stuff, not of impressing some priest or some church, but by faith in him alone, we are saved. God's grace to us, we can be saved. Listen, if you've never trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, settle that today. He is our hope. He is where we have peace with God and with men within our hearts. He is our peace. He is our hope. If you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, settle it today. Second response is this. If you've done that, may sound rude, but here it is. If you've done that, let's act like it. Let's act like it. We have hope in Jesus. It is secure in Jesus. Let's act like it. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come and I'm thankful for you. And I'm thankful that on this day, our anchor holds. And though the world is tossed about, and while the waves are getting higher, our anchor holds. I'm thankful that in Jesus, we have the forgiveness for sin. We have peace. We have eternal life. We have coming a perfect government in a world without sin. More than that, we'll be in your presence. Lord, I'm thankful for that. Lord, I pray that in these days, first off, if there's anyone that is in the hearing of this message that does not know you, I pray that in the, in the hearing of the good news of the gospel and the drawing of your spirit in your love and in your grace and in your kindness, today would be the day of their salvation. Lord, work in their heart. Remove any barrier, any hindrance. Lord, I pray for us as the church, I pray that we would uphold and be beacons and stewards pillars of the word of God, especially in these days. Lord, I pray that we would understand a world is watching a world that needs Jesus. And above all things, we would point to the hope that we have within us. Help us in that. Lord, and then I, I end this message by rejoicing in you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I praise you. Lord, I pray this time of invitation now that you would move. But you've spoken and now you continue to move. And I pray that the decisions would bring glory to you. Lord, we love you, we thank you, and I pray in Jesus' name, amen.